Welcome to Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders by Bright Mind Consulting Group. We give you the necessary tools to help you become the architect of not just your business, but your life too. I'm your host, Javon Wooden. Hey, what's going on, Josh? How are you, man? I'm doing great, Javon. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Welcome to the Design Your Life and Business podcast. I'm excited to talk about one of the hottest topics we are hearing about it everywhere, and that is AI. We have a master of it here, ladies and gentlemen, today. So let's get right into this, and I'm super excited to have you on. So first and foremost, who is Josh Basinski? Good question. Kind of depends on who you ask. I've been doing IT. Josh Basinski is an AI consultant, philosopher, and technologist. I've been in technology for a very long time. If it wasn't for hair dye, this would all be gray. You'd know actually how old I am. Just to give you an example, in the mid-90s, I was 19 years old, and I bought my first house in Winnipeg, Manitoba, where I was born and raised. And I was fixing computers and setting up computer networks for the University of Winnipeg, so a good government job, and uh, hence why I got the mortgage at 19, right? Yeah, I'm like, 19? Wow. I wouldn't even think about a house at that time. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is back in the 90s, so it was much cheaper, but it was a good government job. And just to give you an idea how long I've been in technology for, I was setting up DOS and Windows 3.1 system. So Javon's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I've never even heard of that. So that's how long I've been doing this stuff for, including uh, SEO and uh, AI recently for the last five years. Ever since Google released BERT and OpenAI came out with uh, GP, their version of GPT, you know the saying, it takes seven years to be an overnight success. ChatGPT has actually been in development for like six, seven years. And I've been part of the beta crew that's been testing it, building it, using it. So I've helped build up ChatGPT quite a bit. It's got a lot of my information in it. If you ask ChatGPT who I am, it knows who I am, right? And it has a lot of all my other information in it, which is both good and bad, depending on what I put in it. <laughs> you know, I, like, what did I say to this thing? You know, sometimes it's like, oh, I did, shouldn't have said that. But but anyway, I've been help beta testing uh, ChatGPT, so I've been in uh, AI seriously for the last six years as well. And you're absolutely right. There's nothing hotter than AI right now, and with good reason. It's not vaporware. It's not hype. It really is changing society, and it literally will change society. So I'm all for it. I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, man. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to ask you questions. I'm just going to let you talk. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> all right. So I'm sure one of the things that I see a lot of the designers and other business owners and leaders asking is, how the heck do I make the best use of this thing? So can you tell us a little bit about why it's so high and how we can leverage it to grow and scale our businesses? Sure. So the reason why it's so hot is because they just had a quantum leap in capability, right? Like AI has been around for since Alan Turing, since the 1920s and 30s. And they've been working on it for that long. So they've been working on it for 100 years. And just recently, Google actually was the main driver of this. They're the ones who GPT, the initialism GPT, it stands for Generative Preprocessed Transformer. Transformer is a kind of technology. And basically, a transformer is a language model that reads all of the subject predicate or grammatical relationships of language, encodes it into math. And then once you have it encoded into mathematical relationships of how all language works, then you can decode it into any other language you want. So, and that name transformer, actually Google came up with it. And so that's why it's so hot right now, because now ChatGPT and other large language models, like they can generate text, they can read text, you can give it commands in text, 
It understands the text of the corpus. That's the terminology, the corpus that it was fed. So it's quite powerful and useful. And then also other machine learning and diffusion models are being used for text to image. So mid-journey is probably the big bad boy there. If you're not checking out ChatGPT, you definitely should. If you're not checking out mid-journey, you definitely should. These are the big soon-to-be household names. ChatGPT already is a household name, but mid-journey is soon-to-be a household name when it comes to text-to-image generation of jaw-droppingly gorgeous photographic quality. I don't need to hire a photographer anymore. I don't need to go into to stock photos anymore. I'm exaggerating a bit, but in some cases, no, I'm not exaggerating at all. A model standing there on a bridge smiling. Boom. Five seconds. Done. And really good. That's why. Because the quality is really good. The quantum leap in quality is just kind of happened. And everybody needs to get on this. You ask kind of like, how do we use it or get on it? You got to start playing with it now. It's still in the infancy state. It's just early days. But even what it can do now, it's like, it's just amazing of what the kind of text it can generate, the kind of text it can edit, the kind of text it can audit for you, the chatbots you can have, the personality with these chatbots, the near human level quality of the text and the surpassing human level quality of some like low level text, right? And same with the images. It's just, there's a new technology. Like again, going back to the nineties, when I was getting into tech, everything was in yellow pages and white pages and everyone had a phone on their wall. And then this thing called the internet came out. Have you heard of it? The internet? And we're like, oh, wow, Mozilla browser. Wow, neat. And uh, HTML was the new hot tech, right? Because all web pages are based in HTML. And so that they were teaching it in high school. They were teaching in college. For University of Winnipeg, they didn't even have a course yet. I taught the, one of the first courses for HTML there. I would, because I fixed the secretary's computer. And I was like, hey, do you guys have a person teaching for HTML? They're like, no, do you know it? I'm like, no, but I'll learn it. Don't worry, sign me up for it. So I bought a book. It was this thick. And I learned HTML specification 1.0. And I learned it and I taught it. So prompt whispering is the same thing. You need to learn how to do prompt engineering is what it's called. Text prompt engineering. And you need to learn how to whisper to ChatGPT to get just what you want. And you need to le- learn how to whisper to mid-journey how to get just what you want. Kind of like talking to a girl or talking to a guy, you know, trying to get a date. It's that you got to say the right stuff, you know. You got to learn, at least for me, I have autism. So I really have to work at that and uh, learn how to talk to anyone properly, actually. Never mind uh, members of the gentler sect. So yeah, you got to learn how to whisper to these things and get on the ground floor now because there's so much money. There's so many new careers and new technologies and new things coming out week after week. How do you leverage it now? It depends on your business and you really need to get your engineers and your writers into this thing and get your designers into mid-journey so they can be using these tools and then they'll be ready. They'll know exactly how it works when it gets rolled into Photoshop or when it gets rolled into Word or when it gets rolled into Dreamweaver or gets rolled into WordPress or whatever tech you guys are using. You'll already have a next level kind of understanding of it. And who knows, if you get in in on it early enough, maybe you can be a company that makes a huge AI splash and change your business model or add to your business model. Yeah, well, you all are making the splash over at your company. So can you tell us a little bit about the AI model that you have coming up? So I'm glad you asked. We're super excited about this. So as I said, I've been doing SEO for ever since I taught HTML because SEO, so for longer than Google has been around for 25 years, because back in the day in the late nineties, SEO was nothing more than just filling out your meta keywords tag and your meta description tag. So I also did SEO at the time and I've been doing SEO since I was the vice president and in charge of marketing for a software company around Y2K. And we were ranking number one for PHP CMS. This is before WordPress. 
We're ranking number one for PHP CMS for a long time. I was doing SEO with that, and I've been doing SEO consulting ever since. And when AI came out, me and my partner, Greg Pacini, we looked at each other and we're like, okay, now's the time to make a next level AI tool that blows every single other SEO AI tool out of the water. And so what we did is we have AIs kind of like auto GPT now and agent GPT. And I'm a little disappointed to see that the rest of the industry is catching up with me, what I've been working on for years, uh, where we have an automation kind of system going where it thinks for itself, like an SEO consultant. And it does all of your on-page stuff for you. And let me tell you something else. I don't want to mention any SEO tools by name, Surfer, Jasper. I don't want to mention any by name, but they all suck. Let me tell you why. They all suck because they have AI built in. And for those of you listening, I just use giant scare quotes, like the biggest scare quotes possible, AI built in. And uh, what is that AI? That AI is an open source, has nothing to do with Google, NLP, natural language program, uh, entity detector that they pulled in probably based on GPT-2 or something older that has absolutely nothing to do with the actual technologies that Google uses to rank pages. Google told us what AIs they use to rank pages. There's no other tool out there that actually checks for them. Uh, AIs like RankBrain, Neural Matching, BERT, the original transformer, the bidirectional encoder representations from transformer, the helpful AI, which they use and is actually a transformer. I think it's their T5 or Palm transformer that can take in 32,000 tokens, which is about 18,000 words, read the whole page and determine if it's helpful for humans or not. And their new review AI, which was previously the product review AI, which is the new review AI, which again, I believe is powered by Palm or T5, which is a giant transformer, almost as powerful as GPT-4, which again, can take in 18,000 words or so, read your article and determine if you have a good review or not. There is no other tool out there that checks for these. And what we do is we build your own model we actually build your own model for your own data in several of these different AIs and tell you exactly what you need to do in terms of your keyword placement, what keywords, what words need to go where, what tags you need to use, or frequency you need to use them in. No one is above us in how far. We are light years ahead of everybody else in analyzing this from an AI perspective, as if you're working with a you know an SEO consultant like me who's been doing this for 25 years. You have that wisdom built into the AI and it literally guides you and says, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that from these models we build for you. And this is the kind of next generation AI tools you're going to see out there. So this is why you need to get into AI now because there's going to be huge opportunities, right? For example, if I just give you a quick 10 second sales pitch, we have 20 or 30 spots left at our grandfathered price for Keyword Spy. The tool I'm talking about is called Keyword Spy. It's at trykeywordspy.com. Again, that's trykeywordspy.com. We have 20 to 30 spots left of our grandfathered price at a mere 144 bucks a month. If you've been looking at the price of any other AI tool for content writing, because we do one-click full on-page content writing, all your SEO tags, the title, the URL, meta description, H1 selected based on actual AIs that Google is actually using and the full document, fully SEOed with all the keywords stuffed in, and not only the semantic keywords, but the helpful keywords and the review keywords as well stuffed in. Did you even know that helpful had keywords and, and review had keywords? No, because I had said, we are light years ahead of everybody else in what they are doing. That's one click of a button. One click, boom, done. So it, it writes the content for us? Like if we click it? Wow. So what do we do? We select the keywords and say, hey, I want to rank for the X. And then it just writes and, and says. Exactly. You do two things. either. You already have the EMQ or the keyword you know you want to rank for. You put it in and it'll run the report. And then when it's done, it'll build you a model that takes 
uh, 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes to build your own models on these different AIs for you, that it finds all the keywords. It has our own proprietary scoring system, which works the way Google scoring system works, of scoring these words, building up the weight. And then it takes the winning words of five different on-page AIs they're using and stuffs that in your article, right? It builds that in your article with next generation article writing too. It's not just when you go to chat GPT and you say, write me an article on ballet for adults. That is like a D level quality. If I'm like letter grading, that's like a D level quality. We do like a B or an A level quality because we have a whole different way of prompting it. Because again, I've been using this thing for six years. I know how to whisper to GPT, to chat GPT, right? So we're doing a whole bunch of extra, much more advanced stuff there. We have every single aspect of every single dimension of what you'd want to do for on-page unlock. We've already got it done. So like I said, we are light years ahead of everybody else. The grandfather price is only 144 bucks a month. That sounds like a lot. When the grandfather price is done, this tool will be 1400 bucks a month. And other comparable tools cost 500 to 1400 bucks a month. So if any of that sounded good to you, I recommend going to trykeywordspy.com and getting in on the grandfather price right now. And we're always going to be upgrading it and adding more things. We're adding in backlinks. We're adding in other off-page ranking factors that most people don't even know about. Like, what other off-page factors are there other than links? There's plenty, That's actually. I was going to ask you, what are the factors? There's lots. I wish I could mention them. So I also run Underground SEO University, which is my private SEO testing group where we test reverse engineer Google's algorithms. And we found there's many off-page uh, ranking factors. Uh, so I wish, sadly, it's all proprietary information. My students would get really angry at me if I just started blurting that out publicly because they paid money to be there. But they paid, it was well spent because all of my students do very, very well. And all of the testing that we've found out using AI to test as well, Google, you need to use an AI to test AIs. We've built that engineering into Keyword Spy. So there's just going to be more and more kind of next generation AI tools like this and that's why you need to start looking and getting in an AI on the ground flow. Don't wait for the news to tell you to do it. Like, don't wait, because by then it's too late, right? By then, but don't wait for, well, we'll see if our competitor corporation adopts it, and then we'll do it next year. Don't wait till next year. Start looking at it now. Start playing with it now. Start checking out these new tools now, because you want to be ahead of this gold rush curve. Right. So how do you get in like now? How do you start learning more and more about the, the AI tools or AI advancements that's taking place? That's a great question. That's a perfect question. I signed up for the TLDR newsletter and the TLDR newsletter is pretty good at keeping me informed as to what new tech things are going on. As you imagine, TLDR, too long, don't read. It really summarizes all the articles and really gives you a, a quick snapshot. I would go to trykeywordspy.com and try out our tool. You can try it free for two weeks. And then decide if you want to sign up for the grandfather price, which I would highly recommend. And the other thing is I would sign up for chat GPT plus it's like 20 bucks a month or whatever it is. So you can see GPT four in action and you can see all the new plugins they're building in. Open AI is going to be the new Google. They're going to be the next huge, holy crap company that has next level AI built into it. They are far and ahead above everybody else, right? in terms of the way they're implementing it. Do you feel like Google will overtake them with the BARD project? Yes. I think that Google will give them a good run for their money or vice versa. Because you can't count Google out. Because like I said, they're the guys and gals and folks, they're the folks who built this technology. They named the transformer. They built this. So it's not only until very recently, Google was the dominating force in, in AI. 
And only until very recently did OpenAI spend a lot of money to put out GPT-4 and just get a nose ahead of them. T5 or Palm has been out for like a year and was way above GPT-3 and anything else ChatGPT could do. And just Google was just sitting on it because it's a big danger for Google, uh, Javon, I'm sure you can imagine. Like if they start doing the Google Bard or Magi at the top of the chat where you're just chatting with it and you don't, you don't do the 10 blue links anymore, that the entire paradigm, their $100 billion a year profit model has been built on for the last 20 years. Their whole business model changes. Like, where are they going to put the ads? Like, the whole idea of the internet changes. So, in a lot of ways, the information age is over. And the AI, the artificial information age, the artificial intelligence age that is going to read this information, it's all going to be created by AI and read by AI. Very few humans are going to be a part of that process anymore. So, it's a big, huge change. And so, you need to stay up to date with TLDR. I would play with ChatGPT. I would go play with MidJourney, the free version, if you want. Or sign up, it's like 90 bucks a year for the professional version right now or something. And if those are grandfather prices, I would get on those too. I would live, breathe, and eat AI. I don't look at tech talk. I don't look at the talk ticks. I don't look at Instagram. I don't look at Facebook. I don't look at Twitter. I look at the mid-journey Discord stream, and that's my new social media. I'm just looking at what everyone's doing. I think, ooh, that was pretty. Oh, how do you do that? I'm stealing their prompts. I'm stealing their ideas. That's what you need to do. That's a good one, Discord. If you're not on there and you really want to learn more about AI and how to leverage it, especially the prompt engineering, I think that's key for everyone, not just the tech folks. But if you're a leader listening to this podcast, you need to get in on this. Get your people going on it. Have them set aside some time to really learn it because it's really changing the game for everyone. But with that being said, what are some pitfalls of AI changing the game as we know it? A huge and every podcast asks that question because it's the question, right? It's the salient question. Like, okay, all right, I see. We are in a sea change moment. AI will be as big as the internet and social media combined. Just imagine back in the 90s. Come back with me, Javon, to the early 90s when you weren't even thought of yet. Get to the DeLorean. And life back then was everybody had a rotary dial phone on the wall. There was a white pages and a yellow pages. If you wanted to look somebody up, you look in the white pages for a person, yellow pages for a business. And you had to go to the library to get your information. And you had to custom write everything yourself. And you had to read it yourself too. And if you're too young to remember this, you're getting a lesson in history right now. Yes, that's used to work. Now, consider that society to today's society. Consider how different that is. All right. That's a night and day difference. Would you agree that's a night and day difference? All right. So think of the night and dayness of that difference, the enormity of that difference, and multiply it by 100, because that's what we're about to do. Non-AI to AI is going to be like that times 100. And in 20 years, we're going to go, oh, we don't know how we drove our cars ourselves. Or, oh, man, I, I don't know how I got around with my digital secretary. Like, I, you know, like Javon and Josh, I'm going to tell my AI, you know, I'd like to be on some more podcasts. They'll say, okay, Josh. And then it'll go out there and find all these podcasts. And then Javon's AI will be like, Javon, you have a meeting coming up. And he'll be like, okay. And like two humans who our parents scheduled playdates for us, we're going to show up in this podcast and be like, oh, our AI said we should talk. Okay, I guess we should talk now. And then we'll do a bunch of talking and we'll be the old dinosaurs still having humans on a podcast because every single other one will be generated by AI anyway and be just as good as ours. And, you know, like we're going to be vinyl. Like we're going to be niche. Like, you know how people still collect vinyl because it's niche? Humans making podcasts. 20 years, we'll still have an audience, a very small one, 
but an audience because it's niche. Like, oh, actual humans made this. Like that'll become a thing, right? Otherwise, AI will generate. I don't mean robotics. I don't mean in the physical world. I mean, software-wise, AI will generate everything and consume everything and collate it for people. We'll all have a personal secretary, which is an AI, which will schedule everything, do everything, know everything, have everything there to help us. I see positive things. Like, for example, just today on my other YouTube show, SEO Plus AI, if you want to check that out, go to uh, youtube.com slash jbachins, J-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S. I showed people how to make thousands of dollars a day. How did I do it? Easy. I said, all you do is you go into Fiverr and Upwork and you advertise that you can make website design mockups for 74 bucks a pop. 74 bucks, and I'll give you four choices of which website design you like. You go into Midjourney and you say, website design mockup for ballet for adults. It spits four out, you send, you made 74 bucks. It took you 10 seconds. So you do 10 of those an hour, make 740 bucks an hour, go live on a beach and talk to pretty girls in bikinis or guys, I'm not judging, whatever, whichever one you like. So you're doing that for 50 minutes. You're working on your tan. The next hour rolls around, takes you 10 more minutes, one minute each. You made another 740 bucks. Rinse and repeat. That's something you can do right now, right? So get on this now before everyone else gets this idea. And there's tons of people on Fiverr and Upwork doing it. There probably already is one or two doing it. And uh, people, like, because it takes a couple hours now to do a mock-up in Photoshop for any given business. I can automate that down to one minute with MidJourney, just a text prompt in MidJourney, if you know how to use MidJourney right. So people say that AI is going to take a bunch of jobs. No, not really. Robots will, but robots are not AI. They're not quite the same thing. Software AI is not really going to take anyone's job. It's just going to enable us to charge that much more or and or do it so much faster. We're charging less because we're doing it faster, but we're increasing our throughput like times a thousand. Absolutely. Yeah. Just uh, increasing efficiencies. That's why it's so important for us to learn how to do it. So what are some, for those of us that aren't so techie, what are some of the, the prompts that we should be looking at when it comes to growing and scaling our business? Just give an example if you can. So it depends on exactly how you want to grow or scale your business. If you want to start automating things, for example, OpenAI just came out with a plugins feature where just this morning to advertise, to you know, put the social media, like forget Hootsuite's done, right? Unless Hootsuite builds this in and then Hootsuite will be fine. So whoever adopts AI first, fastest, bestest is going to be fine, right? But Hootsuite is done because in right in ChatGPT, I had Zapier plugin built in. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Zapier is, it's kind of like an if this, then that middleman technology that you can make zaps. They call them zaps. You could be like, if my Twitter ever says this, take it and put it to a Gmail, Google Sheet kind of thing. You can do that. So I said in ChatGPT, send out to all my socials that were going live in one minute and here's the URL. And it did it. It, it said, okay, and it spit it out to Twitter, spit it out to Facebook, spit it out to Reddit and spit it out to Discord. And then in 30 minutes later, I said, okay, now we're alive in 30 minutes. Please update them. It did it again. Like I have a secretary. Like I had a secretary sitting there ready to do this for me, right? That's just one example of how you can automate things and move things along. There's tons of other ways you can do it. You can use ChatGPT has the wisdom of crowds in it. So just think of it this way. Anything that is well served by common opinion of many people is automated and on tap for you 24-7 in ChatGPT. So if you want to find what, what's the litmus test, you want to find what's the general zeitgeist of this opinion or that opinion or this view or that view, as long as it's as older than 2021, because that's when ChatGPT was cut, like it was 
formed 2021. It doesn't know anything past that. I think that's the latest date, maybe 2022 now. Then you can ask it any opinion that the wisdom of crowds will know. You'd be like, what's the general opinion of this? What's the general opinion of that? And it will mathematically be correct as to what was in the corpus. And they have a large enough corpus size that they can pretty much talk on any topic of that day or earlier. And so you could use that for all kinds of marketing background. Like I use it for my CRO changes, my conversion rate optimization all the time. I'm like, I have a button here. I have this. I have like, what's a better call to action? Should we do bad loans now or get your bad apply for a loan here? Or, and it'll tell you, and it's rushing quite good. And it nails it usually on those kinds of things. So the sky's the limit as to what you can do with it. Where I would watch out, another pitfall I would mention is don't try to get chat GPT or mid journey to do something ultra specific that takes a specialist. What I mean in terms of an opinion, what I mean by that, do not go to chat GPT and say, what SEO keywords should I be using in my page? It has no idea, right? It's not a specialist. It'll give you some general BS opinion back from all the web pages out there of all the BS uh, SEOs. We call them guessios. They have no idea what they're doing. They're just guessing or like, don't do not. I've seen this on my social come up so much. Do not go on to ChatGPT or any AI and say, which stock should I buy or which crypto it will be up next year? It has no idea about that. It will make up a story. If it even answers, it will make up a story and say, oh, the Fluba Juba crypto will be great. Like it has no it's idea. It's going to read that disclaimer, right? Like, hey, we're, you know, I'm an AI, so I don't know the, the latest and greatest, blah, blah, blah. Here's what I think. Exactly. As well, it should. I'm happy that OpenAI did that because I already see if my social media is any reflection of what's going on in reality, which sometimes is not, but if it is, people are getting fleeced again over crypto and getting fleeced over stocks because they're going into chat GPT and thinking it's some kind of magic genie that will tell you what stock to be using next year. It is definitely not that. So you cannot use it for specific information like that. You can't be like, hey, can I, should I dump Stacy and go out with Sarah? Like, It can't help you with that. But if you're like, hey, who's more popular this actor or that actor, yeah, I can tell you that because as a general opinion of the, it's a distillation of the general opinion of people. So common knowledge things, CTA things, call to action things, sales things is actually very good at doing. Specific things, it's not. That's a very helpful because I see that all the time. People saying, ask chat GPT this. It's like, okay, why? Did you ask it about the stock market and all that? But yeah, so that's good. I'm glad you mentioned that, Josh. So we're going to transition into our by design segment where I ask every guest the same three questions. Are you ready, Josh? All right. All right. So what has been the hardest part about designing a life and business you don't need a vacation from? Wow. What a good question. The most challenging part has been networking. I wish somebody had taken me aside and screamed in my face or maybe not screamed in my face, but somehow made me take that 19 year old aside and said, networking is 80% of business. It's 80% who you know, only 20% what you know. Like, yeah, you got to have some talent and yeah, you got to have skill and yeah, you got to be able to do what you said you're going to do, but not that much. Really, it's more about who you know. Like that's how you always look at these people and you're like, how'd this guy get this job? Or how does she here? Because they knew somebody at a party. They're like, hey, I can do that. Okay, you can get so many jobs that way. So many doors open that way. So I wish I'd learned networking earlier. It would have been so much easier to make the job that I have now, which I do this job without having to take a vacation. I love what I do. It took a long time to build it up and it takes ingenuity and it takes passion. It takes grind for sure. And the most challenging thing really has just been 
Do I have 10 seconds for another little story? So I was diagnosed with autism last year. I'm 48. So for 47 years, I didn't know I'm mildly autistic. I knew I was different. I knew I was high IQ. I knew I thought differently than everybody else or most other people. And I thought other people don't like me very much. Like I knew that I was socially awkward at the time. Well, I'm on now. I'm chatting. We're, we're talking. But this is all an act. This is my autism act. This is pressing the button. Ding-ding. Now your Josh is talking on the show. You know, if you saw me at a party, I'm the guy standing in the corner with the drink, like trying to look natural beside the potted plant. Cause I don't always know how to fit in, in every social scenario. And I've learned, Oh, this is the party, Josh. This is the talk, you know? And so that has been my biggest challenge, actually, that neurotypicals often don't like people who are a little bit neurospicy. And if I'd known this earlier, now I don't blame the Canadian medical system and I don't blame anybody because heck, I was born in 1975. Like they barely even knew what all this stuff was then at the time, right? But if I had been diagnosed a little earlier, it might've been a little easier. I would let myself off the hook. Like I would have stopped trying to be so neurotypical and like so guy smiley and in that networking that I wasn't ever good at because I never did enough. You see how it all connects, right? I might've been a little bit better at it. So yeah, health is a challenge that you always have to try to strive and optimize and uh, always ABN. It's not always be closing. It's ABN always be networking. My wife and I say to each other, ABN. Well, thank you for sharing that, Josh, because I think that is key for uh, the designers to hear. I mean, I myself always share that I'm a neurodiverse myself because of my mental health, right? I suffer from PTSD and depression, and I'm not always the same person, right? So I have to be cognizant of that and how I feel. So it's good when you know, right? You have a reason and a rationale so you can kind of plan for that because it hits you. you know? I don't know. I'm not autistic, but I'm sure it's the same way for you. Like sometimes you just feel, you feel it like, oh, man. That's what it is, right? So it allows you to do things a little differently, right? So thanks for sharing that, man. I think that's very important for the listeners to hear. So, you know, we hear about neurodiversity, but we don't see how it really impacts the person who is neurodiverse at times. So thank you for sharing that. So what is the best lesson you've learned from your entrepreneurial journey? The best lesson I've learned is keep at it. You're going to fail a hundred times. You're going to register like six different incorporated businesses, at least in your lifetime. And every time it maybe wasn't a bad idea, you know, like you can't always tell. You've got to take a risk sometime. Like you can't just sit back. My wife and I watched the dating shows online and on Netflix and whatnot. We were watching Love is Blind, I think, or whatever it is, and or The Bachelor or something like that. And one person was being really, really picky and they didn't want to choose anyone. And I looked at my wife and I said, you got to take a risk sometime. They got to choose someone sometimes. You're going to be alone the rest of your life. Like, so for, for entrepreneurship, you know, like you got to try different businesses. Like, obviously, you want to do your SWOT analysis very carefully. There's the second big piece of advice. Do your due diligence. Do the SWOT analysis. Find all the strengths. Find the weaknesses. Find the opportunities. And find the threats. And spend more time on the weaknesses and threats because there's more there than you think, right? And that's why we're always registering six businesses and this business fails and this business fails and this business fails. And that's what's going to happen. And you talk to the people who've made lots of money in their life, like the sharks on Shark Tank and whatnot. They say all the same thing. They're like, oh yeah, you're going to try a hundred things. You're going to do like a hundred things and it, you know, nothing's going to work until finally something works. And then you're like, ah, and then you're, with your networking as well. And then your mental health, you know yourself, you know how to work. Boom, the synergy happens. And then suddenly you get really successful and you can build a life for yourself where you're like, hey, I took Josh's advice. I got in mid-journey early and now I found this other little neat thing to do with mid-journey. Like, here's another cool idea I'll throw out there. They recently allowed you to do tiles. You could do tiling. So that means you can do fabric patterns on mid-journey. You can generate unlimited fabric patterns on 
mid-journey. And then you could take those, you can get that drop shipped and you can sell those fabrics or you can sell those on Etsy too. Or you could maybe even go on Fiverr and Upwork. I don't know how much moms and people who like to sew with fabric go on to Fiverr or Upwork. I don't know if that's the right marketplace, probably more Etsy, but you can go into those marketplaces and you can say, hey, for 24 bucks, I'll give you unlimited pattern ideas. Or for 74 bucks, I'll give you unlimited pattern ideas. Or get them a subscribe to your newsletter. That's only 14 bucks a month. Get a thousand people signed up for 14 bucks a month. That's 14 grand a month you're making. And all you have to do is just send them cool pattern ideas. And now you've got a thousand people primed on your email because we all know that email converts better out of any internet marketing. Now you can send them whatever you want, right? Be like, oh, I've got this new dress I made. Now you're selling dresses and you just got to keep working on the stuff. Always be networking, always positive, always trying. Watch your mental health, take days off, make sure you have good rest periods. I don't like these, these people who say you have to grind 29.8, like you have to invent hours of the day to grind. That's only healthy for like two or three weeks. Then you'll burn out, right? Anybody will burn out. You need to take your rest periods, meditate, exercise, eat healthy. But yeah, that's a whole bunch of ideas. I'm sure I won't pick one of those, Javon. I'm sure one of those answers. I love it. And thank you for sharing all of this, man. You kind of hit on the next question I typically ask is, what are three tools or tips that you would recommend when scaling your business? That's a great question. This is where I've had the most difficulty, for sure. This is where I've had the most challenge. Finding the right partners is a huge challenge for me. Again, because of the autism, right? I have a very high IQ. I've tested as high as 160 IQ. I had to fix the test. There was two wrong questions. When I fixed it, I marked myself at 160. So take that with a grain of salt. But there was a JavaScript problem. And then one of the questions was wrong. But my EQ is tiny. I'm not always the best judge of character. I'm like, will you do this thing for me? Yes, I will. So I presume when they say yes, they will, that means yes, they will, right? Like I just take it at face value because I have autism. So as we all know, it doesn't always turn out that way. You know, people can be sketchy. People are not sure, you know? So that's where when you're scaling your business, you've got to have the right partners. You've got to find the right partners. And, you know, you're kind of asking the wrong guy. Like I'm still working on this. Like how do you optimize finding the right partners. I've found I have good partners now. My wife is my best partner. We've been married for 30 years. I met her two years before buying that house. I bought that house with her when I was 19. We've been together since high school. The trick there is just don't break up. Never break up. And then you won't be broken up. Now, I can't say that for everyone in every situation. Obviously, if they're abusive, you want to get out of that. Obviously, blah, 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 blah. But you know how you make you become a good partner? Never give up. That's one way to be a good partner. Unless, again, it's a very bad situation. I can't give the proviso. Everyone should stay wherever they are. So, yeah, I'm still working on that, man. Like, I don't have the best advice there. If someone out there wants to tell me how to do it, let me hey, know. Hey, we have a couple guests on partnerships for sure. So you can uh, check those out. I can send those to you if you want them. I would, actually. I would. ABN, always be networking. But partnerships and employees. Like, a good employee is worth their weight in gold. Pay them more if you need to pay them more. This is another thing about The Bachelor, and you always think the grass is greener. And I don't know what it is about uh, North American society, but we always think the grass is greener in everything, right? And it usually isn't, quite frankly. Sometimes it is, but it usually isn't, right? So if you can make it work with those people, make it work with those people. And you will get more done. It will cost you less. It costs way more to hire someone and train someone than to keep someone in 80% of cases, I would say, is my rough pull a stat out of my butt. But it's a pretty solid stat of 80%. Yeah. So when you're scaling, you need the right people and partners. And 
I don't know. You definitely want to be friendly with people and be nice and treat them fairly. But I don't know if you should be partnering with your friends either. That's another thing that you need to think about. Friendly, yes. Friends, maybe, maybe not. But that kind of contradicts the always be networking mantra I gave. So like I said, I'm, I'm still working on it. There's, there's, that's where I'm like, I'm not quite sure. And my autism is like not helping me out here with the figuring out the social relationships, you know? Hey, no worries, man. I really appreciate your candor and I appreciate your, your vulnerability and I appreciate the information on AI and SEO, man. It's been a pleasure, Josh. Great to have you on. Love it. Please let me know how I can help you. So, but how can the people connect? I'm sure you have a lot of the designers wanting to learn more. Sure. If you have any questions at all, feel free to email me. I don't mind at all. Email me direct at joshbashinsky at chima.com. That's J-O-S-H, B as in Bob, A-C-H, Y as in YouTube, N as in Nancy, S-K-I as in the activity at gmail.com. If you want to learn more about my SEO plus AI show, please go to youtube.com slash jbashins, J-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S. And otherwise, if you're just interested in more of what I say about philosophy or AI, I have a free philosophy course. I have two podcasts. One's Comic versus Philosopher. The other one's called Hack Your Brain with Meditation where I literally, I took a hypnotherapy certification. I'm a certified, I've taken all the courses required to be a certified therapist. I just don't choose to do that because again, I don't understand people very well. So you don't necessarily want relationship advice from me, right? I'd be like, well, let's break it down to a SWOT analysis. What are the weaknesses of, the, I might not be the right guy for that, but I've got all the schooling for it. I have a free philosophy course. We can learn more about that. Yeah, so just Google me. Google knows who I am or ChatGPT knows who I am. I'm out there. You can find me. Yeah. We'll drop some links in the show notes if you want to check them out, email them, get, watch that YouTube video, or take the course. It'll all be in the show notes, everyone. It's been a pleasure, Josh. I look forward to seeing what you have coming next, especially that new AI tool, man. So I'll be on the lookout, and I'll go ahead and get that free trial. Awesome. Thanks, Siobhan. It was uh, super fun to be here. My pleasure, man. Thank you. Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders, is brought to you by Bright Mind Consulting Group. To find out more about Bright Mind Consulting Group and how you can become the best leader possible, visit brightmindconsultinggroup.com. Make sure you search for Design Your Life and Business on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Bright Mind Consulting Group, we cannot thank you enough for listening.